well, let me, I'm sorry. Let me do this intro. Uh, a truly candid podcast. You know what you're listening to because you click on it and then click play. Um, last episode for season two of P Valley. Just watched it twice. I know I can't just come off the top with a reaction. I have to go through it and find the little things that mean things, at least that I think they mean something. And there was a lot. There was a lot of closure. And then there wasn't. There was a lot of answers and there was a lot of mystery solved. This was a decent episode. Still should have been one whole episode from last week, but we're going to talk about it on today's episode of a truly candid podcast. So uh, let's jump into it. Season two, episode 10, entitled Mississippi Rule. Man, a little bit of emotion here. Um, hmm. I, let's just, let's, uh, Noel. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. Um, yeah, that's all the words I could say is it, it was a lot. Uh, uh, we're going to start off at, um. First and foremost, let's let's just start how the show started. I normally don't like to go blow by blow because y'all watched this already, so I don't want to, you know, PowerPoint you to death essentially. But um, let's just talk about the interaction between Haley and Andre and Brittany. That was very messy. I mean, yeah, of course, <laughs> stupid very messy. messy. But uh, I I think I think Haley's been here before, and I say that because she wasn't really phased at all. Like she was just sitting back watching it play out kind of like she liked it. Yeah. And I don't like people who like drama like that. I'm not saying she likes drama, but for you to just sit back and watch a husband and wife argue because you was with another woman's man and you're just, and you, and you, you've got, she has dirt. That's the thing. So it's like she's sitting down watching the fire waiting to possibly throw some gasoline on it. And I yep. thought that she was going to be like, well, you're going to have to deal with it because I'm carrying his twins. Yeah. But she didn't. Um, And she really came in and she let them go for a minute and they talked. And y'all, to be 100% honest with you, everything in the beginning that Brittany and Andre talked about, pointless until they talked about their relationship. It really was. Definitely. Um, and then Kaylee kind of excused herself because the car was outside and that was it. Now, I'm thinking to myself, she's more concerned about the positioning that she's going to have with Andre. Like, I got the mayor's twins. Yep. <laughs> and maybe she was going to stick around. And then we found out that uh, Andre didn't win. And she was the first to let him know. She called him and we thought, shout out to the writers who did a great job of, yep. of last week making us think that you know, he won, even though I kind of said this before that I thought Woodbine would win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, you know, Wayne Kyle calls and said he wants to congratulate. And we see Andre on the phone only to see that it's not Andre on the phone with Wayne Kyle. It's Andre on the phone with 
Haley. Yep. And she's saying, keep your head up, King. And like, oh, how do you feel about Mayor Woodbine losing? I mean, winning. And he was shocked. He was like, what? You could even tell that the character was in shock because of how Corbin came in that room and said, you've been up all night and now they're calling it. Mm-hmm. I was definitely shocked Patrice won. I'm was... not necessarily shocked. Really? I'm just, I am. I'm shocked because of how they led me. They Emotionally, they led us to see that Andre had won and that's why the cars were gathering outside. There's a whole newscast out there and let's look at it this way. Wayne Kyle technically didn't have that. No, he, he didn't. was in his office. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. they just set it up really nicely to make you think like, oh, yeah, this dude ain't win or this dude won or whatever else. So I was like, OK, I, I get it. Andre won. And, you know, he's going to bring the casino there. And what we found out was Wayne Kyle called um, Patrice and in calling Patrice. She thought it was a she thought it was a joke, but yeah. he congratulated her. Yeah. But we found out that the casino referendum did pass. It did. So it we did. have the best of both worlds, technically. And I know y'all be like, she's not the best. No, she's not. But we have a storyline that can continue because Patrice is going to be a hell of a messy mayor. That's going to be one oh, yeah. messy ass office. <laughs> yeah. But then also the casino's coming and there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of battle between Wayne Kyle. He said it. He's like, it looked like you fucked me pretty well this time. Yep. But uh, as the head of the city council, we're going to be fucking each other quite often. Excuse mm-hmm. my language. I probably should have told you guys there's going to be some foul language at the beginning. I'll go back and say that. Anyway, <laughs> um, it it was a lot. It was a lot. And when Andre and Brittany were finally in that house talking their relationship, that was real shit to me. Because they talk about when it went wrong. And it went wrong with Andre saying, hey... It went wrong when we got together. I wasn't who I should have been because I was lying to you because I saw our life being so grand and you wouldn't have married me if you knew that. That kind of makes me feel like he thought she was too good for him. But we've talked about that before. In the show, they've talked about him uh, being with her and that her whole family was like, oh, she should have been with whatever his name was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. And, And I... I'm willing to bet there's some deep, deep feelings of Andre always having to keep a level up. And mm-hmm. he stopped trying to do that. Like, let's be honest. You know, uh, when you walk in and you see your woman <laughs> kneeling in front of another man, it's one thing. It's terrible. Oh, it's in your bedroom. So that's another thing. Oh, and it's the dude that the family said she should have married anyway. Yeah. That's that a lot. Now, I know y'all going to get on me and be like, well, Andre was messing around with Haley and had phone sex with Haley and was was technically falling for Haley. I am not saying that he didn't do that. But what Brittany had was never the idea that she wasn't good enough from jump from his family or didn't have uh, Haley up in Brittany's room in their house, you know, and walk in on him. And, and the first thing she said was, you weren't supposed to be here. Why wasn't I supposed to be in my own house? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying he's right and she's wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for our character. Dang, don't don't grill me. For the character, <laughs> that was a lot. And he talked about that. And he said, you know, you're in love with another man. He gave that out. He was like, you can still go marry him. Yeah. She was like, dude, did you trying to divorce me? 
I'm not in love with another man. I'm in love with you. And he said, no, you're in love with the man that I showed you at first, which is not the man that I am right now. Yeah. Y'all, that's that was a, deep. It's a deep. We can have a whole podcast on that because I'm sure we've all tried to be somebody for somebody. And then we was like, man, I can't keep this charade up. Let me give you the real me. <laughs> Let me give you the real me. And the real me ain't necessarily bad, right? No. Because the no. real him, his father being a convicted murderer had nothing to do with who he is. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes people can think that, oh, just because your parent is this, that means you might be that too. Yeah. Yeah. But in all in all, it's just, it was sad. Um, I kind of like Britney. And like I told you when we were watching the show, like, I mean, Haley or whatever her name is, she all right. She kind of bad. But I would have took Britney. Um, I don't know why. I can't tell you that. I just, you know, if I got to pick out of those two, I would have took Britney. Can't, can't really tell you why. Um, other than I, I think we know Haley and I can't stand her. Y'all been hearing me say this for the last <laughs> couple of episodes. I can't stand her. Um, either way around, Britt doesn't want to divorce Andre. And um, she has to make a decision to stay by Andre's side. And it's tough. Like, uh, you really look at that scene with him announcing his loss, right? And go back and look at it. When he says to her, or when he says to the public, excuse me, yeah, I might have lost, Britt smiles. Because remember, she told him that he was going to lose anyway. Yeah, you're not going to win. I don't know why you're doing that anyway. She said that when they were back in the house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of set out to show her, you know, um, and he came close. He came real close. And when she smiled, he's like, but that's all right because, uh, you know, I might have lost a mayor, but Chuck Alyssa has gained a son. And she was cool with that. Yeah. Until he said, once again, I'm going to open up a practice. And she was like, why? You know, her whole yeah. face was there like, why? You're not going to be here. And he said, and I'm going to return. And her whole face was like, oh, you did not tell me about this. You yeah. did not tell me about this. And you saw it all on her face. Um, and she she has no poker face, to be honest with you. She None. doesn't. She doesn't. Um, so the idea is they didn't talk about that at all. And he, I feel like, this is me, y'all, right? I feel like she kind of told him, or excuse me, he kind of told her, I'm staying here. And if this is going to work, you staying here too. Or you got to go. Or you can go. You can go back to Atlanta. You can go back to, you know, you and your dude and your house and everything else. Like, look, Andre got a house now. Yeah. He got a house. He got a, a law practice he's going to open. He's coming off the back of almost winning mayor, which does a lot. And we see it do a lot because, um, Y'all saw all of them biddies outside that house? Yeah. Who? If he ain't going to be the next Tydell Ruffin with all them hoes, <laughs> he going to have some, he got a stable already. Um, And they was throwing it hard too. Everybody coming over. Y'all, the one thing I liked about that, um, I'm from the South. And, and one of the things is it used to be back in the day when somebody would pass or somebody was sick or just somebody needed picking up from the community. They'd bring food. They would bring that food. And oftentimes, back in the day day, they would put it on the porch. It wasn't even that they wanted you to know who brought it. They They wanted to leave it for you. Yep. And they put it on the porch. And if y'all saw all that food on On the porch, porch. on the steps of the porch, almost like an offering during, you know, his time of, ah, you didn't make it, but you're so close. Yeah. It was dope. It actually brought back a little bit of memory. Um, And... (laughs) 
Calpurnia, the first lady that came to him, she said, baby, you didn't want that no way because they was going to kill you. <laughs> they was going to assassinate you anyway. Um, yeah. it, it was it was fun. It was a fun scene, you know, that she said that. It's not funny because she said that, but it's just a thought that we think all the time. Let's not even lie about that. You you can't get too high. Somebody's going to try and take you out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> it, it is what it is. However, that was I like that scene as well because Andre knows he has pull in this town now. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Oh, and and Brittany was up on the porch watching all the women lined up for Andre. Which I, you know, when he said Haley, well, we're going to talk about Haley, but um, definitely when Haley came up to him and he was talking it, talking it up with her and then she mentioned about is she is Brittany is Brit gonna stay or leave and he was like that's kind of pretty much was like that's kind of up to her and I feel like kind of what you said that he gave her that same kind of you know feeling or might have said something before they went out there like either she's gonna stay or either she's gonna leave but who knows just gonna take a lot of healing and going through that to see if she's willing to stay Absolutely. Do I think she's going to stay? Probably. You know, especially depending on how long they've been married and stuff. And, you know, everybody has ups and downs in relationships, especially in marriages. So I don't necessarily think this, their situations per se are going to warrant them divorcing each other might bring them closer. I mean, they got a, a both of them caught a body, right? Yeah. That's essentially what it, you got a body, even, I got a body. What are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, you, this is what you're going to do to get me back? Yeah, dude. This was, I mean, yeah, chick, this is what I'm going to do to get you back. Oh, all right, bet. And you see when she said that, she walked off. Yep, she did. Now, like I said earlier, don't jump on me, but we're omnipotent in this situation. We know that he was messing with Haley before then. Mm-hmm. Britt doesn't know that. So really what she feels is like, I did something and he did something. When really it's, you were starting to do something, I did something, then you did something again. That's We ain't even by any accords. Yeah, like a tit for tat. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I actually hate that whole scenario because even kind of feel like Andre, like I don't want that whole Jerry Springer, baby mama, baby daddy drama, yeah. you know, stuff. That, and he said, that's not me. And even though he got himself involved in the situation, the realization that that's not him, that's a, that's a strong sign of who he is. Like, I got wrapped up. I made some mistakes. I'm, I'm kind of attracted to you. And he even said to Britt, I'm in love with another woman. So this ain't just I'm playing. Yeah. He had straight out feelings and said that afterwards. But, you know, I'm in love with another woman and you're in love with another man. You know, let's just go ahead and do this now. And she's saying no, which hasn't changed him yet. So... Mm-hmm. Man, I, I guess the next thing we want to talk about is Lil Murder being in that club. The club is under control. We can thank Diamond for being <laughs> our superhero. <laughs> the super Negro he is, right? And and he shut everything down. First of all, he pulled Keyshawn off the floor, right? And when he pulled Keyshawn off the floor in the last episode, he went through shoving everybody. Like he gave everybody one of them ludicrous move bitch get out the way elbows. <laughs> Even though he didn't need to do that because he had the he had the gun in his hand, he had the AR or whatever. So he rescued her. He really did. Um, yeah. Pulled her off the stage, met backstage or the back office with Cliff and Big L and said, hey, I'm about to sweep the floor and clear the parking lot. And he did that. Um, Tina Snow left and it left a uh, little murder back there. Yep. A little murder was going to do his stuff. He still had songs to perform. 
mm-hmm. which standing in that back. Oh, man. That mirror. The mirror. Y'all, we all got a mirror. I don't care who you are. If you sit here and listen to this podcast and you lie and say you don't have shattered pieces of a mirror, we all do. Hell, my shattered mirror is I'm will be candid on one day and I got a government job on another day where they do not call me will be candid. <laughs> so there's at least two pieces right there. You know, so we all have that. And I, I, I like what they did with that because for once we got to see every part of him, of LaMarcus. Yeah. Let's, we let's, saw Lil Murder and LaMarcus. Yeah, we saw a lot. And and we saw the different versions of Lil Murder. So let's talk about that mirror. Because in the center was LaMarcus. Yep. That was LaMarcus. That's his name. His mama name on LaMarcus. I'm going to call him LaMarcus. Then we had Blue Coat Murder. And mm-hmm. if you remember, Blue Coat Murder was before he made it big. Right? Mm-hmm. Blue Coat Murder was I'm dancing with Keyshawn. Well, I'm I'm rapping with Keyshawn. We haven't been signed by Rome yet, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going around clockwise, y'all. So all right, we're moving around to the right. That's murder, murder. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? That's murder that murdered somebody. Yeah, <laughs> murder, little murder that caught a body that we knew about. Not no jail, you know, rape kind of yeah. <laughs> murder. But I'm talking about, about an actual body. He killed Pico. That was him. Then there's. LaMarcus down at the bottom, right? There's still LaMarcus where he's just looking. No chains on, no nothing. Then there's Big Murder. And if y'all notice, this chain don't say Lil Murder no more. It say Big Murder. It's big Murder. He earned a big. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the body or the, the, the celebrity status or whatever. But it's Big Murder. It's now. Big Murder now. He was down at the bottom with the golds in his mouth and all the chains on. And he's got all of this. And there was one with the do-rag, which I don't have a name for. Mm. But I can tell you that that was the LaMarcus that was hanging out in Uncle Clifford's house. Because remember, there's different LaMarcuses. There's a street LaMarcus, yeah. right? And then there's behind closed doors yeah, LaMarcus. It's, it's in the pink back room LaMarcus. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but I'm going to touch on it. You know, um, when they use the homophobic slur and he said, you better tell that F word when Maine said that. You know, tell the F word to watch out. And she said, don't talk about Cliff like that. He said, I ain't talking about Cliff. Y'all know CFC knows that little murder is down low in the closet, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what we call mm-hmm. it nowadays. But um, I wonder how do they know? Pico. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you asked this question. Think back. Remember when Pico got into that fight with him? Yep. And he said, man, word around town is that you everybody, bitch. Yeah. Are you a punk for everybody? That's why I ain't like Pico. I'm glad yeah. he gone. <laughs> I don't condone violence. Y'all. I know this is the same thing. We always say we don't condone violence, but I'm glad that dude did. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, let me let me be the first to say this. We, as in Noel and I, have a problem with that CFC idea, the ideology yes. that they have. Like. How do you get someone who is from a different set or gang or whatever you want to call it to come on your crew? Like, first of all, Pico didn't know what he wanted to be. Yeah. One day he wanted to be a Hurt Village hustler. No, one day he was a Hurt Village hustler. hustler. And, and, And Maine said they ain't even got no kind of respect for each other. And that's the same dude that you let in your set? Exactly. Come on, man. You getting worked up about him? <laughs> you getting worked up about him? And he can't even stay loyal. Like when they throw no. their little sign, it says, you know, they put a little bit of chest, 
Hurt Village Hustlers for Life. Mm-hmm. But you traded over to CFC. And I'm not on any particular side. I'm just looking at it from a human resource management, you know, spot here. Like, we can't have you flip-flopping mm-hmm. sides over here. You're not going to keep your benefits that way. No, sir. It's got to be, <laughs> you got to be in this 90 days before we start extending stuff to you. Yeah. And remember, that was Pico in the back of that car in season two, episode one. Yep. That was Pico. I he didn't even realize beard. it was him. Yeah, he grew a beard and he looked a little different. But he was looking at him and he was letting him know, like, I'm over here now. And Murder was like, all right, cool. do you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my whole situation about that. And I'm, I'm going to get off that because I know I feel a certain kind of way. I'm leaving it alone. We're going back to talk about it now. All right, so we talked about, oh, man, I lost my place. We didn't talk about so much. All right, so he's out there, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is one of my favorite parts of this. I, I'm I'm cheesy, y'all. Let me tell you why I'm cheesy. I can't name a song that Lil Murder has done that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I like Mississippi Pride. Mississippi Pride is dope. Yeah, it's a dope. Um, song. the one with Tina Snow, him and Tina Snow. I, I just like really his part. That. Yeah, I like his part. I didn't like Tina Snow. And I you're love a Megan Tina Thee Stallion S- fan, so that's like I am. I am. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Megan, but that just wasn't. Yeah, but Murder's part was dope. Yeah, it yeah, was dope. Yeah. Um, but Seven, seven pounds, pounds of Pressure. pressure. <laughs> Y'all, listen. We done had an episode called Seven Pounds of Pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And it was very, just it was it was full of meaning. It was a deep episode. How they relieved that seven pounds of pressure out of Mercedes' shoulder. They put it on a scale so they can weigh it and let you know it was seven pounds. And then it went out the window. Mm-hmm. Was she healed at that point? Yes. We'll talk about that later. But she was still carrying it. There was more than just the seven pounds on her. It was It was more than a physical, uh, excuse me, it was more than a mental aspect that turned into a physical represent, a manifestation, excuse me, of that seven pounds of guilt mm-hmm. <laughs> for taking a man's life. Anyway, that's writers. Excellent job on that part. Connecting that through the whole show, the yeah. whole series so far. You've connected it. And for, for people like me that read the assignment and then come back, you know, to class prepared to talk about it. Oh, we see it. And it's good. You tied it in very well. Yeah. Um, but murder takes that grill out because I think at this point he wanted to be himself and i thought he was gonna go on stage after they told he cut told him to cut the music i thought he was gonna go on stage and be like you know hi my name's lamarcus and i like men i like never mind i was about to, I was about to say i like men's, <laughs> I like men's. <laughs> but um but no i really thought he was gonna come out on stage me too and and it wouldn't have been a big thing if he did no i no. get it would have yeah. But think about it this way. I don't know about y'all, but the worst thing, you, excuse me, the best thing you can do to someone that's got some dirt on you is sweep your own rug clean. Come out with like, that dirt. Like Patrice did. Patri- like, like Patrice did. Mm-hmm. Like, like I really hate using this, but like Eminem did in 8 Mile. He wrote a freestyle about how stupid him, like he was himself, how backwards, crazy, broke, yeah. poor. The dude ain't had nothing else to come at him about. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, let me write this down. I'm going to write that down. Next time somebody come at me with some stuff, I'm going to be like, let me tell you how stupid I am. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to say to me after that. Like, I, you you took everything. Yeah. 
We done? We cool. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to do that. I really did. But yeah. he decided to bear himself. Yeah. And read the lyrics. He, he didn't read them, but he didn't rap them. He just went over the lyrics so you can yeah. hear it. I Part of me, when I saw that scene, I felt like, because if y'all remember, Maine, we go talking about Maine again, he comes up like front and center. Oh, yeah. Like at he the wanted front to see his, him there. Yeah. And I feel like Lil Murder was, or Big Murder, or Lamarcus. Oh, he was on Big Murder on this one. Yeah. he. I felt like he was talking to Maine when he was singing this song throughout the whole entire so, you know, time. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I do feel that some of this was directed at Maine mm-hmm. only when he said seven pounds of pressure. If you don't want to feel it, you better get out of here. Yeah, that was that was for Maine. But man, the seven pounds of pressure covered so much more. Here's what I got from it. Um, First of all, the dude, man, he going to sing or what? No, he's not <laughs> going to just shut up and sing a song to entertain you. Yeah, this is this man's pain in that song. Mm-hmm. This is this man's life in that song. And the lyrics, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm saying he got like biggie bars or pock bars or you know <laughs> anything like that something. but they do and and if you know the person then you understand the lyrics um which made me since we know everything about him this made me really feel this song and he's talking about the seven pounds of pressure and it's not necessarily about just mercedes because remember you're thinking oh seven pounds of pressure oh he killed pico too it ain't about that neither yeah that's what that's what i was thinking i mean I it like, is but it's not how ironic that both him and Mercedes were on, on stage, stage and they both had quote, seven pounds seven of pressure. Pounds of pressure that, they knew what it took to kill somebody. Mercedes killed Montavious mm-hmm. and murder big killed. murder. I don't even know what to call him anymore. Murder, yeah. murder killed Pico. Pico. Yep. But he was also talking about Teak's death. Yep. Because Teak knew it took seven pounds of pressure to pull a trigger, except he didn't kill a man. He killed himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And like we said, you got Pico's death, Teak's death, Montavious's death, Mercedes' mental strife, mm-hmm. and, and the, the shoulder pain was seven pounds of pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's not even about killing. And then he's talking about life itself. Yeah. Kind of directing it back at Teak here, but, you know, he was talking about being broke and you're like, oh, I can't live with him. I, I can't fend for myself, so I got to live with my girl, but I don't want to live with my girl because I ain't no bitch, so I got to go out here and be a man. It's pressure. Mm-hmm. It's definite pressure. And then he's talking about the pressure of keeping up an image that isn't you. Yeah. Labels telling you a thug and you got to go shoot stuff up and you're, he's not any of that. Nope. He's I not. mean, he is a, he is a thug now because he done shot some stuff. But he's he's not that thug that the label wants him to be. He's actually a man that's in the closet and wants to come out as, I don't really want to do nothing like that. But this, this guy over here I love. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that because it's going to mess up my rap image. Yeah. And those are the pieces of LaMarcus. It's it's a lot. And while we're talking about him, I said this before and I'll say it again. Y'all, Uncle Cliff is cool. I have no problems with Uncle Cliff. I don't. But if she ain't just the most confusing piece of cornbread I ever seen in my life. Yes. Like, right. you can't keep telling a man, I don't want to be your secret, LaMarcus. But then you tell him, we can't do that out here. Yes. You which one is it? Which? Thank you. Which one is it? Which one is it? Are, are we going to be? Because Lamarcus is like, I don't care. Let's set, let's see people do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't say it, but Lamarcus is like, I done took niggas out before. You took Teak out. <laughs> you took Teak out. So it's just like, okay, if I can take Teak out, I'm not hiding who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's the really confusing thing because 
I, I look at it and I say, this dude is clearly wanting to come out the closet. He's not wanting to live a double life, but you're literally telling him as someone who's not living a double life right. that he has to live a double life. I was confused by that. And I know Cliff's character is confused and, and you know, that's why he had that moment with his mom and, you know, when uh, Grandmother Ernestine came back and she was fussing at him too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me how to live my life. I live my life. You live yours. Which, by the way, I'm glad she survived COVID because I think last episode I said I think she was going to die. Me too. I'd already I written it off. Was, yeah, I, I know that was negative, you guys, if you're listening. But oh, no. I really thought, like, I really no. thought Grandma me, was going to leave us. Let me explain. I said that... Uh, Loretta Devine has so much more acting to do that she's probably going to get written off anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I said it. And it wasn't negative. I'm just thinking about it from a career aspect. Like, okay, she probably going to be here. Y'all going y'all gonna to get us used to this or whatever. We She's not going to be here. Oh, she didn't drink the water. And I'm like, she didn't? <laughs> like, she didn't drink the water? So oh, she shit. Oh, okay. Hmm. But uh, the, the, the interaction with his mom, because we're talking about Cliff now. We might as well just stay on Cliff. The interaction with his mom that was meaningful really and we learned about her like why she died so young so to speak Mm -hmm. um so i could be wrong y'all in the comments let me know if i'm wrong i think it's hiv me too um and i think it's complications of hiv with the 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 lesions the sores and then the pneumonia you know what i'm saying and he said look what love did to you she was like that wasn't love that was a virus yep and it could be HIV AIDS because depending on she was like in her thirties when she passed away. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling, you know, when, what year she turned like 30 or 30, whatever she was before she died because AIDS wasn't or HIV and or AIDS wasn't known about until what the 1980s. It's confusing. There's a lot of information yeah. out there about that. I don't even want to Not get to into go specifics. Not to go too deep into it, yeah. but yeah, so it's very possible it could be that. You're going to make me put on my tinfoil hat and start talking about what people really knew, but they didn't <laughs> want to tell us. Yeah. Nevertheless, but... on a shallow level, that's what she had. Yeah, that's um, what we're thinking. That's what we're thinking she had, exactly. Um, and, and she had to tell him, like, yo, that love is taking a risk. Yeah. But there's a reward in the end. In the end, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, right? So, um, anyway, it, it was a it was a really good moment in the show, um, and especially after Cliff took the time to banish murder again and tell him, you know, you going on tour? Don't worry about coming back. Yada yeah. yada yada. Which I was excuses. pissed about again. Yeah. Because you're like, he. What did Uncle Clifford say? Something about like dimming. He didn't want oh, to shine too. Oh, you don't want to dim your light. Yeah, and, I felt, you know, I was like, Your excuses. light's different than mine, and it's just stupid. Excuses. Stupid. Anyway, the thing is, in all honesty, and I know y'all know this, Cliff was afraid to be loved because he's afraid of love because he saw what happened to his mother. However, let's just be honest, you can't be afraid of love and then banish someone and then complain also that you might as well get used to living your life alone. Mm-hmm. That's just very negative. It is. And it, we all know people like that, right? Yeah. Like, side note tangent here. I got some friends that I always say, I'll never be able to find somebody. Might as well live my life alone. And then I've seen decent people come up and be like, hey, I'm I'm really interested. No, no, no. I just, I can't have nobody in my life because I'm supposed to live my life alone. 
And then when they go back to their house alone, they say, why do I, why can't I find anybody? Yeah. That's what this was. And that's oh, yeah. what I was looking at. And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> come on. You, you doing this to yourself. But, um, I, th- I think in all it, it, speaking on murder and cliff when he was in the pink towards the end mm-hmm. and he was with uh cliff and he was exposing what happened to teak yeah man that was really heartfelt because mm-hmm. he hadn't told her what actually what happened. happened yeah so he was like you know I, I this dude tattooed words that i wrote to him on his chest mm-hmm. words that i wrote to him in jail mm-hmm. and he claimed and he was like that was my nigga yeah. That was my dude. And with that whole thing going on, you're like, dang, he's opening up and he's telling exactly what how it started, which kind of don't sound romantic to me, but I mean. Yeah, it didn't. It but didn't. nevertheless. Nah, I, hold on. Just a quick second here. They pushed him into a broom closet and it was what it was. That does not sound like. It doesn't. But I'm not going to speculate on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we can speculate on that. But I had to watch that twice. I remember me looking at you like, did what I think happen, happen? Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know. First time it was what it was. But the second and third and the fourth, fourth and the fifth fifth time, it was was different. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But no, you know, he, he told the story about like finding somebody and connecting and it was love. It really was love. Let's just, yeah. let's call it what it is. And I have no problem with that. I do have a problem with how it started, because <laughs> that broom closet thing is, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't how I thought they would have been like. But either way around, um, it was it was deep, man. And I, I liked how he put that out there. And he said, I I was living in the closet and I wasn't able to tell my truth. And I think that's why he killed himself. And then mm-hmm. when he said that. And he looked up at Cliff. Cliff responded with the, oh, man, that's what happened that night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while you was over here being real mean to me, I was dealing with all of this. And I had all of this going on that I couldn't really tell you. So it was, I liked the moment. I liked the fact that, you know, uh, Murder approached Cliff and said, yo, stop standing in your own way. I feel it was well done that Murder finally got to kind of put Cliff in his spot and be like, yo, stop bullshitting. This yeah. is this is you. You claim you want this stuff, but you stand in your own way because you're too scared to get treated the way you need to be get, you know, need to be treated. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and I, you know, skipping to the end of their story, I liked that they finally came out. Yes, and they came out in I front can't say of they. The... Sorry. Murder came out. Because okay. Cliff out there. Yeah. He all the way. Murder out there. came out. But it, he came out in front of the right people. And the, yeah. Like. And I liked how they flashed that sign that said the pink, family only. Mm-hmm. It was friends and family of the pink, not people judging, not people mm-hmm. running to go tell tabloids anything else. You know, um, it was, I liked it. I liked the moment that they could finally have a, a moment of release because everybody needs to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Look, look, regardless of gender or the gender you want to be, your your sexual preference, be yourself. Cause God damn, it's the hardest thing trying to live as somebody else. Oh yeah. Or trying to live to the approval of somebody else and not yourself. Stupid hard. Um. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. Now I do want to talk about Haley. Ooh. <laughs> Let's, let me. I don't like her. Let me pull out my checklist. 
First of all, I'm not a person to say I told you so. <clears throat> but I told you so. I've been podcasting that I don't like her. And I was hoping that I didn't have to back step and be like, oh, man, man, she is good. She is not good people. Nope. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Haley, even though this is at the towards the beginning, Haley was being greedy. Greedy. And that's what her greedy behind deserves. Greedy. She should have took that $5 million when Georgie offered it to her. She should have took the two hundred fifty thousand or 500000 when Corbin offered it to her. Yep, something's better than nothing. And now she got nothing. Got nothing. Zero. Yeah. Zilch. Scratch. Yep. Anyway, I say that because when Haley realized that Andre lost and she wasn't going to have the mayor's seed decided, she was going to dip. And it wasn't. she wasn't going to stay there. Yep. And she walked away thinking, you know what? This man ain't mayor. I still got my five. 10 15 million dollars let me go ahead and call georgie so i can get my runaway money now mm-hmm. and she called georgie georgie shut that shit down. oh but i love the way she started it though because she said where's my offer bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> and well i was waiting for a call from you i just love the way georgie played it. and i don't like georgie because georgie's racist but either way yeah. around um i was waiting for a call from you miss savage uh yeah I don't need the pink anymore. <laughs> Y'all. What you mean you don't need the pink? The look on Haley's face. She looked devastated. Dev- you might not remember this, but you need to build the pink on the, the yeah. riverfront or the water. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I don't need that property anymore. And oh, man, Haley's face. Once again, we talked about this in the, the earlier episode of this podcast. Haley likes to reach her hand in the jar and grab as much. But when you make that big fist, you can't get your hand out the jar. So in order to get your hand out the jar, you have to be selfish and grab less, if anything at all. Yep. And she tried to take everything. Remember, she was so brash about it. Uh, I'm feeling different now. I'm feeling like I want 15. And they got shut down. And Georgie ended the conversation letting her know that there was another waterfront property that they were going to take, essentially. And how does she end the conversation? What word? Two shorts favorite word? <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did it so like country and prudish till it was just ugh. But Haley had a lot going. And what got me was something that you said when we were watching it in early episodes when Montavia said to Mercedes, she came like a, a thief, thief in, in the, the night. night. And if we didn't see her get her ass on that bus and take off like a thief in the yes, night. she did. And I was just like, not Haley. But what did she take off with? Uncle Clifford's money. Now, he yeah. g- he gave the 250 that she invested. And rightfully, I'm not going to say she was right, but she did invest more money to keep the club afloat. But, 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 she did it for her own good and not the benefit of... Framley. Framley. Yeah. Yep, she did it for her own needs or her wants and desires, you know. And that wasn't right. No, of course not. It was def- it definitely wasn't right. Um she's just always so greedy. And greedy, I think selfish, what, self-centered. What's going to happen is she's going to All right, this could be a good spin-off right here cuz now she's somewhere else and she could do the same thing there if they wanted to make a spin-off. Which, uh, hey, writers, 
If you need somebody to be your official podcast host, hit me up. If you need somebody to spin some ideas, which you don't, because clearly you've been spinning some really good ideas, hit your boy up though. Yep. I, yeah, I, I would definitely, I definitely got some ideas of how we can uh, get at her, but I don't think she's done. Um, I think we have not seen the last of her. And I say that because let's talk about Diamond for a second here. Mm. Who's uh, heading out to the trunk because he was going to do some dirty work for Keyshawn. Well, he should have did the first time. We'll get to Keyshawn in a minute, but he did. He should have done some dirty work. Or he was going to do some dirty work for Keyshawn after he got that call that she was in prison. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and old girl got him. She's a traitor. Which means Redbone had been sent there the whole time to figure mm-hmm. out what happened to Montavious. Yep, because that was the last known place he was at. But who hired my who hired Big Bone? Ooh. Well, Haley did. Isn't Haley. that ironic that Haley was the person that essentially got him to come out there? He mm-hmm. only came out to that club yep. to figure out who stole the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And what did Haley do? She walked off with $250,000. Like a thief in the night. Again. <laughs> after she hired this girl. And, and listen, my thing is, what kind of... There's always kind of weird people out here, y'all. But I swear there's a lot of people in this world that claim they love you. But will keep everything you do. Every receipt of the wrong you possibly have. To use it against you later when it best benefits them. Yeah. I know about that personally. But <laughs> it's it's there. And she definitely did that. As soon as there wasn't any more loving and good smashing going on, she when we know that sin button was Delta Devoted that she sent the, the photos to. And she is Delta Devoted because she said, we know who killed our lieutenant, boss. Yep. And I was like, wow. It's like you traitor. But they Why didn't kill him. Why would you harm Diamond? Well, she harmed him because she didn't understand what happened. Yeah. And that's, that's normally how things work. People come at you and, and you got to be like, bruh. I wasn't doing da 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 da. This is what happened. But Dom is in that trunk. But before Dom is in the trunk, he gets a call from our girl Keyshawn. And Keyshawn's in jail. Yeah. That whole situation, let me tell you. That that hurt my heart. But Haley told her ass, you need to get out before the water's too deep. Yeah. The water got deep. And Derek, Derek is a evil. He's a good evil. I mean, he's good at being evil. Yeah. Because what we talked about in the episode where she should have left Derek when Derek gave the handmade bruise and, and elbow and stuff, mm-hmm. we said she should have reported it and she should have took her kids then and had Derek arrested. And Derek turned around and did the same thing to her. Oh, yeah. God. That that scene, because y'all know we watch it. We watch the show like two or three times before we make the podcast. We actually had to skip over that whole scene. Yeah, the, the second and third time we saw the show. That's the scene we couldn't watch. Yeah, that was hard to watch, especially knowing Keyshawn's backstory. Um, that stepmom, she need to somebody need to go roll up on her and fire. Uh, I'm gonna her. say it. I know you're trying to keep a clean mouth. Uh, you'll keep a clean mouth during this episode. I won't. I've already cursed. <laughs> I've already said several things. She needed her ass whooped. She did. I agree. Like we don't condone violence, but no, no, we put that out the first time. You don't have to keep saying that. <laughs> it, it, the statement is out there. Y'all know we don't condone violence, but ass whoopings are necessary at certain points in time. And her stepmother purposely did that. Yeah, because like... she said, "You've made your bed. You got to lay in it." In the previous episode, and now that she's still trying to get out of this bed, the stepmom was like, "I couldn't leave your daddy, so you not leaving him." Yeah, that's not right. And that sister was devastated in the background. Yeah. That may not be her biological sister. 
or, or you know, a sister from, yeah, I think it was from that woman, right? Not mm-hmm. from her dad. Yeah. I'm not sure. It um, was from, it was from the woman. Okay. Yeah. And, and wait, from the woman and her dad or just the just, woman? Just the woman. I okay. Believe. But she still knew what was going on and she felt like she betrayed her a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That like, just imagine getting set up to go get your kids and then knowing that somebody else was like, oh yeah, you know, Derek came by and And knowing good and well that Derek, she said, I ain't seen Regal since she was one. Then why are you calling her daddy? Daddy, yeah. Um, she definitely spent too long, and I say she, as in Keyshawn, spent too long riding around saying goodbyes to everybody. Yeah. You know, looking at the card. I swear you, you started moving in the dead of night, and it looked like mid-afternoon when you went and saw Murder, and he was in front of the bus, and y'all hugged for a moment. I get that's your boy. I get y'all got secrets or whatever else like that. You should have been gone. Yeah. You should have been I gone. I definitely agree. And Haley's words were echoing to you as soon as you took the wrap off the car. Mm-hmm. There was clothes in the trunk, money yeah. in the trunk, your passports, birth certificates, all that. And you was riding around Chuck Alyssa like you didn't want to go. And she didn't. And we know that based on what she told Cliff. Mm-hmm. We know that based on what she told Lil Murder that you're going to miss her. Yeah. You know, you you don't have to leave. You know, so that's why I was looking like you're you're killing time, homie. Be gone. Poof. You're supposed to pick them up first thing in the morning. Yep. That was afternoon. Yeah. Because child services don't show up at no 445 in the morning, 6 o'clock. And I I just, I was, I was just really pissed off that she took so long to move and she took so long to follow the advice. And what did we find out, y'all? We found out that essentially everyone had a little piece of the story about her. And I remember um, a friend of mine telling me that she never tells anyone the entire story she'll tell a part you know to someone another part to someone else another part to someone else and i remember thinking all they have to do is eventually talk to the same person and they can have the same uh, the whole story mm-hmm. and that's what happened to Keyshawn. we are omnipotent in this right i keep saying that because we see everything little murder says she's going to california right and after going to california we know that she had a couple contacts there from somebody else that she was going to go do something with. We don't know exactly what, but there was little pieces here and there of what she was going to do. And people knew she was leaving because Redbone knew she was leaving in the club. Cause she said the walls talk. And yep. So whispers there's, and stuff. there's all kind of information that was out there. We don't know all of it, but we know enough to know that she was leaving and heading all the way West of California with her kids. And that she was leaving at midnight, pretty much, while Derek was supposed to be at work. Clearly, Derek wasn't at work. He was able to get off work and come get them kids. You took too long. You took way too long. So now you're calling Keyshawn, or excuse me, Diamond from jail to say, hey, uh, I couldn't get away quick enough. Can you come kill the big bad man so Rapunzel can let down her hair and run away because he swallowed the key? And, of course, Diamond's going to do it. And that's where we get to that whole thing of him going to his car at night to figure out what's going on. And Redbone sets him up. By the way, Redbone stabbed the shit out of him in the side. Oh, yeah, she did. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, that might. I was worried he wasn't going to be able to recover from that one. We'll see. You know, they got like a year and a half before they come back out. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, and at this rate, for the next season that comes out, I mean, how much time passed last time? 
like eight months technically in the show. Yeah. It might be longer than that. It might be like a year, two years, because we we're not gonna see. Speaking of Diamond, I got a feeling that we're gonna get Haley back because all Diamond has to do is tell them I didn't kill Martavi- Montavious. Haley killed Montavious. Yep. The ring. That's all I have. What do you need it for? Protection. He he just said just in case he needed to protect himself, and that's why I feel he can get off, and that's why I feel we'll probably see Haley again, in in a certain situation. But also not to keep talking about Haley. The one thing I did like about this is Mercedes is flying now, and she's got the studio with the thirty thousand dollars that she got from our girl Farah. Yes, she was a real one for that. Farah is a female empowering females, and I like that shit. I really do. Um, so she paid her for likeness, and even Mercedes had to ask her, "Is this what they do in art?" And Farah said, "No, this is not what they do. But I'm a I'm a woman, and I'm helping another woman out. So this is what I'm gonna do for you." And she hung that portrait in her studio. And at the top of it, it says, it art. Because remember, that's what she said earlier yeah, to art. her mom. It art. <laughs> when I have these I have these people coming out here paying to see me, it's art. It's art. It art. And um, I, I like the shirt that said, black men deserve to grow old. That was dope. Um, yeah. I, I like that. Um, man, young Dolph. But I like that she had that shirt on. And, and Patrice comes in. And when Patrice comes in, the first thing I said to you was like, she better be walking in this bitch with a bag full of money. Yes, because she owes Mercedes big (laughs) Big time. time. And you got the nerve to walk in my gym that I had to earn not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, Patrice starts talking to her and talking about Shell and forgiveness and everything else. And it was her pathetic ass way of saying, I'm sorry. And then she tells her, you know, I got to raise Terrica because Shell's going into rehab um, and then going into rehab, you know, I got to race Terrica now. And Mercedes was actually pretty pissed off about that. She was getting ready to say something until she turned around and she saw Terrica. And both you and I thought, damn, Patrice finally did something good. But did she really? Do but did she? Good? Yeah, that's how we. But did she really? And and the more we thought about it, the more we realized she didn't. Because remember, she said that she had already raised her daughter. She had already raised her own. And. She's Mayor Bishop now, so she don't have time to raise a 14-year-old. So as much as we may think of it as her doing something like really nice for Mercedes, it's not at all. She literally didn't have time for it. So she said, here, this is your daughter anyway. And and that moment was really nice. But you also got to realize none of these characters are without some self-service. There's something they're doing that's self-serving. And, and she didn't have to worry about that girl was her issue. God, Mercedes taking Terrica home down the street from CFC, and I can't stand Maine. I Me really either. can't because it really looked like Maine was kind of staring down Terrica, which is disgusting. And and also Terrica was kind of infatuated with Maine, you yeah. know. Um, but that whole scenario of you know, oh, you was on the stage with that hurt village hustler dude, and. Man, grow up. Yeah, Maine is childish to me because Mercedes was up there for one thing, to make money. Yep. Just because she's up there on and stage. And he asked her, why you ain't up there? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and she she responded in a very cool way that I liked. Like, yo, the lights was pink. I didn't see blue and gold. I didn't see red and green. I saw pink. That's all I saw. Mm-hmm. Well, that stage was red. So you, you picked your side. And I'm like, now I know why you didn't smash Maine. 
Yeah. You wasn't feeling it. You didn't feel that energy, even though you had talked about it and we kind of warned you to do it. Nah. Yeah, I'm glad she did. Glad. And, and now I see that the real enemy is right across the street. Oh, and by the way, you brought your daughter to that house. Yeah. With all that gang activity literally on your front porch. Which, by the way, I don't know if y'all peep this or not. But uh, she had blue in her hair and drives a yellow car. Yeah. You might already be caught up in this on accident. Them the CFC colors, if y'all didn't realize that. But, uh, yeah, so I was looking at that, and I was like, what is you doing? And remember, we talked about yellow in the earlier podcast, and I said it talks about a character being pretty much innocent but being involved in a much deeper plot. If that ain't Mercedes, you're innocent by standard, but you're involved in a deeper plot with those CFC colors and Hurt Village Hustlers because Hurt Village Hustlers don't care nothing about who, whatever, when, where. They don't care. They, they beefing. And the same thing with CFC. But Maine told her that he pretty much, you picked your side and you, you good. Just because she danced on the stage. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So it was, it was, it was too much. I I don't like Maine at all for that. But, uh, let's, let's look at Mercedes and that whole experience that you finally got your kid back and her conversation with Cliff about, you know, working and being done and, and being unannounced and graduating and, and she said who's going to replace you nobody nobody replaces anybody I think that's really dope um, I think it's powerful and more importantly I like the fact that it was a good clean ending Mercedes may come back I hope she doesn't because God knows you, you can't keep dancing and saying you're going to be your last dance this is going to be your last dance and you you do but um she's graduated um, but roulette gets a lecture from Nineveh <laughs> and an offer and she Nineveh wants to be a part of roulette stable. And I'm just like, wow. Um, that was just, once again, that was a lot. I wasn't expecting that. Not that it really matters per se, but you kind of see the influence of roulette. And if these girls know that roulette is doing this, you know what I'm saying? And, and technically behind uncle Clifford's back and they're okay with it. Oh, there's going to be some some hell to pay when Uncle Clifford finds out. Um, speaking of that, Uncle Clifford, once again, that little scene with, with murder. I think murder actually signed what could be a death certificate by staying in Chuckalissa rather than going on tour. But I understand why he did it. Love. Um, but Cliff let him know that he sells fantasy for work. So in real life, he needs real life, not just inside the walls of the pink or Ernestine's, um, that was dope. So when we talked about Cliff saying that, or, you know, Cliff hearing about what happened with murder, that's something I really want to touch on. I thought that was really important. Um, it just, that was a really good scene and they dropped a lot of little knowledge nuggets on you about, you know, selling fantasy and you need real and, and giving people the light and, Cliff's comment about guilt is a chain that need not even the strong of us of us can rock. I thought was great, you know. Um, and I love the scene with Cliff and Terica because after we had that whole main scene, you got a man, two different men from two different lifestyles that are coming at this young lady in two different ways, and Maine kind of watched her walk off as she strut across the street, and I was just like, ew. That's disgusting. But then 
Cliff, when she complimented Cliff on her nails, Cliff responded with, and I like your face. And the glow from Terrica was just really a good vibe. It was a man that was complimenting a young girl, but wasn't coming at her about her body parts or how sexy she was or anything else, which was something that Mercedes had dealt with her whole life. So she wasn't threatened by that. And you, you kind of just saw that it was a safe place for Terrica to go. Now, I'm not saying the club was a safe place, but around those people, it was a safe place for, for Terrica to go. And I liked the wrap up. I liked how everything was wrapped up. Not nice and neat because we still got a few things open. But uh, I, I definitely feel as though <laughs> writers, please, please, please. Please, please, please wrap this Terrica. Um, excuse me, not Terrica. Wrap the Mississippi thing up like in, in one or two shows of next season. Derek got to go. Derek's got to go. This is absolutely horrible. All right. It's terrible what he did to her. The setup, you know, having child services come in there. It was terrible. And they said, oh, you got to wait six months of, you know, home visits. That man was going to keep her there for six months. And I was talking about it earlier and I got sidetracked, so I apologize. But that means she's got to be at home for another six months, which means he's going to find a way to keep her under his thumb for another six months. And who knows if she's going to live, to be honest with you. I mean, that's just being real. So her flip out and freak out in front of the cops that got her arrested. Well understood. I mean, well understood. I can't say that it was the smartest thing to do, but the idea that you've been putting me through a living hell for I don't know how long and you're going to turn around and everything that you're doing, you're going to put that on me in front of these people that that control my life. And now I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm at risk of losing my kids when your kids mean everything to you. Oh, man. That was deep. And that's that's the kind of betrayal that. Noelle's looking at me over here. We had to we had to mute her headphones because she's feeding her baby. So the baby needs to eat. That's why you're not hearing her right now. <laughs> so in all honesty, that betrayal is absurd. And it is. And I'll say it again because she likes to pref, you know, preface this with we don't condone violence. But for me, that'll get your ass beat. It might get you killed because <laughs> that that is just beyond forgivable beyond forgivable for someone to drag you through the mud and then turn around and make it seem like it was you and the way he covered himself and cowered in the corner like she always does this and he was oh god uh," as she went off was absolutely just sickening to the stomach and like i said we couldn't watch that episode we really couldn't Uh, i mean we couldn't watch that part of the episode again but (sighs) so Haley stole money she's got to pay Keyshawn's in jail she needs diamond diamond's missing He's with Delta Devoted. We're going to see how Big Bone going to get her revenge. Mercedes ain't a stripper no more. She has a gym and she's got Terrica. That's everything she's wanted. Cliff's got his her club back. And Mr. Corbin. Oh, Mr. Corbin did exactly what we said he was going to do, didn't we? He moved all of that water to make him waterfront property, y'all. And, and the one thing that got me about that situation was... I really feel like he was sitting on the porch celebrating with his brother, the same brother that didn't want to include him in anything. 
you were pouring champagne and toasting. And did you see the other brother was not on the porch, right? So it was just Wayne Kyle who got the city council to approve it. And then it was Corbin and Corbin was finally screaming out. I finally got you motherfuckers. Da, 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 da. Corbin got everything in the end, which kind of makes me happy, but it doesn't. Cause Corbin is a little, he a little trifling motherfucker trifling. Right. But then you kind of look at why he was doing it. The, the black in him was doing it because this is what he deserved. And he was not about to give it up. I can't say the other side because I can't speak for the white side, but I also think the black in him wanted to be accepted by his brothers who are not black. And Corbin slips on that line a lot to, to forget who he is. And I think this is one of the times he forgot who he was. You won. You didn't need your brothers there on that porch. Maybe that's Corbin's house now. I don't know. It's the land he works, but I don't know. I don't even know where Corbin stays at. <laughs> where does Corbin live? That's something we should be, you know, find out. But he won. And in winning, he won and he tried to go celebrate with the same very people that didn't even want to participate or him to be on their team. And I just found that like, ugh, disgusting. And Corbin's the main benefactor of this because his brothers chose to lease the land. And now they're going to get that casino. They're going to get that money from leasing the land and they're going to get to keep their land Shout out to Corbin for doing the smart thing in that, even though you're still splitting the profits of your hard work with people who don't care for you. And speaking of don't care for you, <laughs> I want to just touch on this. Even though we talked about Haley already and I hate touching on this, it just it's spurring me alive that this girl got forty two thousand dollars from Uncle Clifford. Forty two thousand because he wouldn't give her any more than the two fifty that was given to pay for the club. And like I said, that. We're going to see Diamond. I think Diamond and and Uncle Clifford and Mercedes are going to end up bringing some some information to the right people, so to speak. That's going to get Haley caught up. And that's I just keep thinking about that the entire time. There's there's a lot in this episode, but the, the biggest thing is Haley's got to get some kind of there's got to be some kind of retribution for Uncle Clifford for what Haley did. Because he gave her everything and she's looking at him like you owe me something. The least you can do. And it's funny, y'all, when she said the least you can do is for the interest and the the visualization of Diamond and Big L popped up and how they were getting rid of the body. A chainsaw and a butane torch and a shovel. So they put in some work and she had to walk past that in the club. As she left. Um, That said a lot. And she had no choice but to leave. But then she figured she would, you know, she left quietly because she knew what she was going to do. And that's why I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, that's just bad. But season two as a wrap, um, as a whole, it's a wrap now. But it was good. I think episode nine could have been pushed into this episode. And they just could have had a one long episode because some of episode nine was just not necessary. Um, but. I liked it. I want to see how long it's going to take to come out for next season. But uh, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Because Haley, Autumn, Lakeisha, Knight, Savage has disappeared into some Chinatown looking area. We don't know where that's at. Keyshawn is in jail. Mercedes ain't stripping. We were doing the wrap up earlier. 
Cliff still got the club, but who's going to be the headliner? Because Roulette has got Whisper, <laughs> and he's got Nineveh, and he's got Toy. So who's left in that club that's going to dance, really? I mean, she's got Toy. Um, so who's left in the club that's going to dance that you would really want to see in the pink or that has a backstory deep enough? So I'd like to see if they continue to stay in the pink or this expands outside of the pink and we find more of life outside the pink than inside the pink. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But, but thank you guys so much for rocking with us during our TV talk series about P-Valley. Like I said, we have other shows, other movies we're going to be talking about. Um, other things we're going to be talking about, period, that aren't revolving around P-Valley or TV shows or movies. You know, come back and check us out the first Friday of every month for our Financial Friday Talk. Conversation with Friends is dropping. There's a lot that we're going to be talking about. Um, thank y'all so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, this has been a long series and y'all been rocking with me. I appreciate that. So uh, I thank you. Noel thanks you and uh, thank you for listening.